Hate crimes have been on the rise of late, but it's easy to forget they've been a reality for people of color for a century, and not just in the USA. However, even in experiencing hate, entrepreneurialism for acts of kindness and love for each other can thrive. We'll meet a man today whose company hide and sick believes spreading love can happen in plain sight. This is Vlog. Vlog stands for Fulfilling Lives Ever Greed, or it stands for Fucking Loose Original Gangster, or it's a word that isn't actually an acronym, and I've just sounded like a foolish loser opining grandiosely, which also spells Vlog. To Vlog is to sell, and to sell is to solve problems. We don't want lower casism, we want capitalism. So get ready to Vlog, or be flogged, because confidence is an art. Hello, and welcome to Vlog where we look at organizations and creators doing interesting and unconventional things in the world. Not just one place. The world. I'm Seagull Singh Gill. Emphasis on the sing. And I'm your host and top vlog. Why did I say emphasis on the sing? Not because I'm a soprano, because that would make me Italian. No, it's because I am, like my guest today, of the Sikh religion, the sixth largest recognized religion in the world. There are over 25 million Sikhs in the world, yet it remains a religion that is a mystery to so many in Western society. It is that fact of being one of the world's best-kept secrets that plays into the remarkable story of my guest, a countryman from Punjab. And as Sikh translates to disciple or seeker, my fellow searcher for truth, Maninda Singh, is here. Welcome to Flog. Hello, brother. Yes, now Meninda has just led with the traditional greeting of the Sikh faith, a way of addressing one of the Khalsa, the pure ones who have taken Amrit, a baptism confirming you as a Sikh. Sikhs also greet each other with Satsuri Akal, which means God is the ultimate truth. And that's what I'm leading with, Meninda, Satsuri Akal. Yes, you explain these things very well. I try my best. Now, Meninda, Sikhs are often recognized for their long hair, one of the five Ks that distinguishes a Sikh. My listeners cannot see you, but you have very long hair tied into a bun and a patka, sort of like a toque, on top of that. Yes, I have uh, my turban, which I would uh, normally wear for official business. But you said, please do not, Melinda, but I can put it on as soon as you ask. We are a podcast, so it would be pointless, but maybe I'll take a photo and post it with the episode notes. Now, you haven't cut your hair since you were born, have you? Or rather, should I say... Your hair's never been cut since you were born, as rare is the two-week-old that can cut his own hair. Not even Ethan Hawke could do it. I have never cut my hair. My, my mother, my father, they have never cut my hair. So how long is it? I, when I wear it uh, long, it goes to the back of my knees. 30 years old, 6 foot, never cut hair. That's not an eHarmony ad. That's a description of a good sick. Yet being different can lead to being treated poorly. You moved to Australia when you were a teenager from Punjab in India and almost immediately experienced hate crimes, yes? Yes, that is correct. I came to Australia from Punjab, from Ludhiana to study uh, here at university business, business degree. I remember the first time I was the victim of a hate crime. I had come back to my uncle's house in the suburbs and uh, there on the front porch, was the head of a pig, pig's head, that was painted uh, on the doorstep uh, in, in um, uh, spray paint 
Words, Muslim scum. Now, was anyone in that house Muslim? No. So you were a victim of a hate crime aimed at Muslims. Yet nobody there was Muslim. So you were double insulted. Not only was hate aimed at you, but also incompetence was aimed at you. That is true. I had not thought of it like that, but that is true. So it happened again. Yes, it happened again. And this time they threw entire, uh, the entire pig carcass with the slogan, Islam is for shits, written in pig's blood. Now you were sure it was pig's blood? Yes. It could have been food coloring or perhaps kangaroo's blood. I think if it was food coloring, uh, that shows a level of skill that maybe uh, they would not have used the pig carcass. Uh, I do not know about uh, kangaroo blood. I think if these were maybe film students who hated Muslims, they would have been more imaginative. How so? Maybe they put a pig's head or a cow's carcass, then they stick on kangaroo tails as arms, and they put uh, the, the teeth of a sh uh, shark as a menacing um, crotch. You're right. That is terrifying. Have you ever experienced a Frankenstein's monster like that on your doorstep? No, I think I grew the pig cow sharkaroo carcass on my doorstep. No, no. No uh, pig cow sharkaroo. How did you react to this? Counseling? Did you go to your local Sikh temple to see a Granthi, the Sikh equivalent of a parish priest? First, we barbecued the carcass. We, we had an amazing barbecue uh, grill from George Foreman. George Foreman, not a Sikh. Uh, George, Fo George Foreman, yes. Uh, why, why waste a healthy carcass? Mr. Foreman, he knows how to deal with the carcass. And uh, I uh, listen to anybody of any background, any religion. Poor taste and tolerance doesn't mean poor taste in meat, I understand. Did you turn to the authorities to investigate? My uncle reported it, yes. But of course, being a Sikh, you spend most of the police's time explaining we are not Hindu. That happens a lot, doesn't it? Explaining to Westerners that Sikhs aren't Hindus. Also, getting them to pronounce the name right. It is Sikh. They sometimes say Sykes. That must be very frustrating. Psych, of course, an abbreviated term for either psychologist or psychiatrist or even psychopath. But they're pretty much the same thing. That meant people felt that you had a skill set of understanding of a variety of mental conditions and illnesses you simply didn't have. Is that fair to say? Yes, it was very hard. At the law firm I was uh, working at, people would come to me and ask what they should do for their son with schizophrenia. Thrusting their family's mental shame onto you purely because they cannot pronounce your religious and societal designation correctly. Bigotry by way of societal occupation is nothing new. People of African descent across the world often typecast as the help, as people mentally slot them into roles of servitude as housekeeper, maid or newsagent. It's quite oppressive, isn't it? Yes, either I am a terrorist making bombs, or I am there to help your son with his psychosis. It doesn't help that people believe every Indian is a doctor or studying to be one. A doctor who can program and write code yar. Yes, just awful. Now it is worthwhile digging into Sikh history a little here because I think that, that that's important. 
Sikhism was founded in India in the 1500s in the time of Hinduism prevailing in India and 10 living gurus starting with Guru Nanak and ending with the 10th Guru, Guru Gobind Singh. And since his passing, the holy book of Sikhism, the Siri Guru Granth Sahib, has been recognized by many as a living text, the so-called timeless guru. At 1,431 pages, it's a mighty tome. Tell me, Meninda, do you consider the Siri Guru Granth Sahib to be alive? Yes, Siri Guru Granth Sahib is alive. In my family home, we have a Siri Guru Granth Sahib that has, uh, Baba has own room in the house. We do the Parkash prayers in the morning to wake up all in the house, including the Guru at, at dawn. And the Smafti prayers, they happen at night to allow us all to sleep at dusk. The Guru goes to sleep, we afterwards can go to sleep. Incredible. Have you ever done Prakash and then forgotten to do Smafti? Or maybe fallen asleep yourself before Smafti can be done? Once or twice, yes. I see. So what happens in these circumstances? Well, we generally, uh, in those rare circumstances, do, do not do Prakash again. We instead do Smafti the next evening. Right. So the Siri Guru Granth Sahib stays away for potentially 36 hours. God does an all-nighter. Yes, but Vaiguru is great. Do you notice any signs of grumpiness from the Siri Guru Granth Sahib when this happens? No, Vaiguru, God is kind. I know I'd get grumpy, but then again, I'm not a deity. I'm just a top flog. Back to Sikhism. It was really a philosophy that distinguished itself from other religions, mainly Hinduism, by virtue of having one God at the core of its belief system. So we have this in common with Islam and Christianity, the two religions clashing over the centuries in the war between the East and the West. The irony of having people in your local community express their hatred of you for being Muslim is that in the early days of the Mughal Empire, the ruling power over India in the 1400s to 1600s forced conversion to Islam. In fact, that was quite the campaign. So Mughal leaders would give all religions, including those who would identify as Sikhs, a choice. Convert to Islam or be killed. Yes. So historically, Muslims were the aggressors. Yes. Now Punjab was at the epicenter of the partitioning of India into India and Pakistan in the 1940s. Thanks, United Kingdom, for another colonial shite idea. Muslims wanted their own nation, and of course many Sikhs lived then in what is now Pakistan. Hanji, yes, my mother's village was near Lahore, the capital of Pakistan. So she and all her family and Pendavale, fellow villagers. Yes, they had to travel many miles from their home they had occupied for centuries to find a new home in uh, east of Punjab and count on um, kindness of strangers to relocate. And with angry and displaced Muslims moving in one direction and Hindus and Sikhs moving in another, there were violent clashes, yes. Yes, many lives lost. Did the people the, who, uh, who study, the professors, um, the statisticians, don't know how many Sikhs died. 200,000 to 2 million died in 1947 when partition took place. Hardly great statisticians at work then. So many senseless deaths. But not census deaths, that's for sure. This is why whenever people would call me a psych, 
and tell me about their daughter with borderline personality disorder. Very upsetting for me. Borderline. Oh God, I hadn't even thought of that. That must be very triggering, Meninder. No, what is triggering? Sital is when I have a gun pulled on me. That is triggering. Oh God, yes. Or should I say, oh Vahigru, yes. Also, possible spoilers for this interview. Anyway, this Muslim and Sikh dichotomy is really crucial to understand because the third time you experienced a hate crime in Australia, the hate had ascended to the next level. You were subjected to physical violence. Yes, it was in the inner western suburbs of Sydney. Uh, I, I was walking back from the pub, a group of young ruffians. Quaint term for bigoted thugs. Cornered me, told me that it was my fault that people had died in 9-11, beat me with the baseball bat and um, a crow iron. They had wrapped it in a prayer mat, a Islam prayer mat. A crow iron? Good God. Yes, they beat me so bad that my face was, the doctor said, a bloody pulp. I had multiple fractures in my limbs and my legs. I was found by very kind people who called the ambulance and sent me to hospital when my surgeon was a Muslim man called Hamdan Ali. Turns out Hamdan was a whiz at reconstructive plastic surgery and he put you back together again after this trauma. Sital, he, he did amazing work for me on bringing me back to health. I was very disfigured. Very disfigured. Dr. Ali is actually one of the great plastic surgeons in the world and he's married to his kind an incredible wife, Reza, who is one of the best psychiatrists in Australia. An actual psych! Yes, yes, she told me not to feel fearful and angry about what had happened. Easier said than done, right? After all, you had just been beaten with a prayer mat wrapped around a crow iron. I mean, that must be a special kind of PTSD. Yes, it's all it is. Everything freaks you out and leaves you a crying mess. Um, you know, I see welcome mats. Mmm. Doormats. Mmm. Hmm. Yoga mats. Many find them terrifying for different reasons, but go on. Rattan mats. In, in Denpasar, in Indonesia. <laughs> the top sheet of pasta and lasagna. You imagine that? You're being put around a solid metal pole and beating you about the head. Good God. Well, I don't need to imagine. That's a whole genre in food BDSM, but not relevant to this story. I think it is tremendous fortune, perhaps divine destiny, that you were to meet the two Dr. Ali's. Now, he was quite a learned man, or learned man, as some people who haven't really had an education say. A Rhodes Scholar he was, in fact, and loved talking Sikh history with you. Now, as a Sikh, you aren't meant to have favourite gurus, but it's a bit like being in school. You have a favourite teacher, and I know a fair few Christians who have a favourite saint. My sister's uh, favourite guru was Guru Nanak, because he was the original guru and brought the philosophy to the world and inspired all others. Great choice. The OG, the original guru.
My younger sister, she loves Guru Harkrishan the most. He was the eighth Guru and became Guru at age five. Yes, and sadly he passed away to immortality at age eight of smallpox. Why is he the favorite? First time I've heard of that. My sister loves brilliant people who die young. James Dean, Jimmy Dean, Kurt Cobain, Brittany Murphy, Taylor Lautner. I mean, I'm pretty sure Taylor Lautner is still alive. No, Taylor Lautner, uh, his career, yeah. Oh, I see. Well, my favorite guru is Guru Gobind Singh, the 10th guru. But your favorite was his father, Guru Tegh Bahadur. Yes, Guru Tegh Bahadur for me is the most interesting religious leader of all time and maybe the most impressive human being of all time. That's a big call. Now he did something no other religious leader has done. He was approached by Brahmins, a class of Hindus in the 1700s, to stand up to the Emperor of India. Yes, Emperor Aurangzeb. Now the Emperor's men were forcing the Brahmins to either become Muslim or lose their heads. Brahmins were not Sikhs. Their whole philosophy was different. So by rights, Guru Tegh Bahadur could have said, Sorry, fight your own fight, Brahmins. Of course, he could have said, this is not my problem. But this was not in his nature. He had the holiness and power of Vaigru within him. And Vaigru loves all people, all living things. All men, women, and uh, uh, people who call themselves it are equal. Instead of ignoring what the Brahmins asked of him, he went and saw the emperor to plead on behalf of the Brahmins to have the right to keep their beliefs. Very courageous. And what did the emperor say? The emperor said, no, you yourself have to become a Muslim or we will cut off your head. They asked the ninth Sikh guru to become a Muslim? Yes, or be beheaded. You know, for the longest time, I thought beheading meant putting a cage around a person's head and filling it with bees as a form of torture, something George Orwell would have come up with. Oh no, that is different. I think... Sitar, you will find that is online as a website part of BDSM. B-E-E-D-S-M. I can't tell if you're joking. B-E-E. I wonder if part of Guru Tegh Bahadur thought, this emperor has got to be kidding me around. Imagine the Ayatollah in Iran telling the Pope he needs to convert to Islam. Now that is a website and subgenre of erotica. I know that much. Look, I know our listeners are keen to know, what did Guru Tegh Bahadur do next? He refused to convert to Islam, so in doing so, the Guru gladly let himself be beheaded. He did it with love for Vaigru. He became a martyr fighting for a completely different religious people. Extraordinary. And I thought, discussing this with my new friend, Brother Hamdan, I've had a horrible thing happen to me. But what if I not only own my own pain, this is how they say, own my own pain, but that, but not just that, what about if I own the the pain of another people like Guru Tegh Bahadur? What if I could be a modern day example of religious selflessness like Guru Tegh Bahadur? Is that the aha moment when you knew you had a potential successful new business concept on your hands. 
That is when I really tried harder. I do not say aha. I say ayo. Kya baat hai? I had been through some bad experiences, but my gurus had been through worse. Guru Arjun tortured to death. And he was the fifth guru. Yes, there are monuments to Sikh heroes being boiled alive, cut down the middle in half. They would use the saws to cut them in half. They were not good people. The, the Banda Singh Bahadur, they, they killed his son, cut out his liver and fed it to him. I mean, that is next level uh, evil. And they, they were forcing other people to be cannibals so they could feel better about themselves. I thought, I am a Sikh, I can suffer more. It might be my destiny to be a martyr. Probably not a great mission statement for a company, but I hear what you're saying. I wonder if people think I am of another religion or country because in their ignorance they do not recognize me as a Sikh. If that is true, then maybe my weakness can be a strength. So I, as they say, put myself out there, some little things at first. There was a Muslim man from Iraq getting abused at an Australian rules game, AFL. So I intervened between the, the white uh, Australian abusers and this Iraqi man uh, from Tikrit. I had never met him before and he said, hey, I, I, this is what I said to, the, to the, the people yelling at him. I said, pick on me. I'm pretty Muslimish. Wow. Muslimish. Hmm. Islami thought about saying that, said Muslimish. This angry mob, instead of pestering this lawyer from Tikrit, I discover, of course, he was from there. Well, the racists decided to throw bottles at me. Good God. They threw uh, long necks. And one, one, uh, one of them smashed a full bottle over my head. 750 mil bottles or 500 mil bottles? Oh God, magnums. Magnum's unlikely, it is the AFL, but uh, a full bottle, probably a one liter bottle? Yes, I think so. That would have hurt. Yes. Sithal, I was struck in my head by bottles seven times, including the smashing of the bottle, and they beat me until the police pulled them off. I remember at the time it was all over the news. Brown man beaten at AFL game by not brown racists. And I remember thinking at the time, this is sickening, and the coverage is lazy. He should be described as a proud Sikh. And not only that, he's not brown, he's caramel, clearly caramel. Luckily, Dr. Ali patched me up again, put me back together. Uh, his wife put my brain back together, but I had sustained some brain damage. Oh my God, oh, oh my bike. But on the bright side, I did not remember the trauma I could watch Love Island and understand the plot. So I thought, maybe there is a business in this. Oh, so that was a moment when you knew. Although the brain damage, you could have known earlier when you had the business idea, but because of the brain damage. Look, this is why patent lodgement dates are so important, I suppose. Dr. Ali helped me with the research in Australia alone. There were 182 reported hate crimes in 2017 against Muslims and 272 in the United Kingdom. 100,647 in America, which actually is much, much more than the number of Muslims there significantly. Aha! So either Muslims were getting repeat beatings 
or the numbers of Muslims are underreported because of unregistered citizens, or Sikhs are being beaten up and counted as Muslims for hate crime statistics. Wow. We are there in plain sight, yet we are beaten because we are unseen. Which is why you called your business Hide and Sick. Or if you pronounce Sikh Sikh, Hide and Seek. A company whereby Sikhs like you could become the physical substitutes for hate crimes that Muslims would normally otherwise experience. Exactly. For example, one of our first Muslim substitutes was a Sikh man, Prabhupreet Singh, Prabhi, they call him, identifying as a... how to, how to say... Um, consenting sexual deviant, who uh, was sick of driving taxis for a living. I got him to substitute in for that poor Muslim man who is subjected to humiliating cavity searches at international customs, Heathrow, Sydney Airport, on uh, uh, Tom Brady uh, Airport in Los Angeles. See, uh, Prab, he has some weakness, even though he is a good man. He says he loves a hand with a latex glove on deep inside him. He has a lot inside him and that can reach it more than words. Wow, not only is he a sick, but he's a bit sick. He is, he says, fully sick. Um, I think that's technically misleading as slang goes, but I get your point. We took a horrible reality for many Muslim men and turned it into a fantasy, realized at least twice a flight for Prabhi. Incredible. And the money for this was contributed by other Muslims on the same flight. Wasn't there a risk that they could be cavity searched too? Prabhupada always got to the airport first and trust me. However, hardened, hardened and ruthless and efficient our customs officer is after Prabhupada has really enjoyed a good cavity search. Everyone there is a little queasy, too queasy to search anyone else. Yikes. We also have an employee, Jaspal, who is tired of being a waiter in the, the curry house and being emasculated by his wife. Like she really owns his balls more, more than you know, the balls of paneer in the, in the uh, masala curry. Not on testicular marital lease, she owned his balls. Substituting himself into the way of the racist mob, repeatedly struck in the balls, while Allah and Islam were called horrible names, did not affect him. He believes in Vaigru. Because, of course, he didn't believe in Allah and his marriage had made his testicles useless to him for some time. My goodness, it's almost as if he was perfectly built for such a role. Meanwhile, the Muslim man, Mehboob, who was the original target of the beating, he was so grateful. He still wanted to have a family, so he paid Jaspal, Jaspal and us hide and seek premium dollars for the work. That's a fascinating business model. What is great about this was each one of these incidents was a story, a morality tale of the horror of xenophobia in Australia, but also like the story of Guru Tegh Bahadur, a story of heroism that others could use to inspire them, regardless of religion and nationality. Let's not forget, Prab and Jaspal are now incredibly financially better off from being physically and psychologically abused 
by proxy. Yes, but there is more that my company does for others. It also creates jobs for Muslim men and women. Heda Salim uh, was the lawyer that represented Prabhi against Australian customs and warned him a healthy compensation case payout. Two of the genital physiotherapists that have just piled the cover were Muslims from Qatar that migrated to Australia as skilled immigrants. Incredible. Now you have offices not just in Sydney, Melbourne and Perth, but I believe you're opening two USA offices in Dallas and Little Rock. Yes, America is the promised land of racial abuse now and we have many Sikhs within America looking to recognize the right opportunity to be a substitute for abuse otherwise aimed at a Muslim and meeting their own core values. Wow, now I know you're in high demand on the speaking circuit. So are you still CEO or are you handing that role over to someone else? Sitel, like the best of our leaders in Sikhi, I have to have a hands-on role. So you still have an executive role? In the spirit of Guru Tegh Bahadur, who has executed, I cannot have the term executive, exec executive used in this company. Mm, sorry, that was thoughtless of me. Knowing that Guru Tegh Bahadur as the leader gave his head, I threw myself back into active service in the company to save the head Imam of a key American mosque last month as a leader of the KKK, Ku Klux Klan, tried to kill him by shooting him. Oh, that was you. Mm, it was initially reported that a devout follower threw himself in the way of the fire. Yes, marketing corrected that. If you Google now, we have improved our SEO, seek eternity optimization to get past the misinformed reporting on the shooting. You took a bullet or five for one of the great Muslim leaders, continuing the great selfless work of Guru Tegh Bahadur even today. I believe they all, those bullets, they all hit you in the abdomen. Yes, it wasn't easy. It is not e easy. This isn't, what did they call a bum bag? This is literally, doctor calls it my rectum. Oh, so that, that is a colostomy bag. Masquerading convincingly as leisure wear. You had me fooled. Now you may say this is a high price to pay for a philosophy of sacrifice, of kirt karni, of helping others I believe in personally and for my company. Indeed, even for me, this was a shocking incident. Bullets really hurt. They really hurt. However, Dr. Ali and his wonderful wife, Dr. Ali, put me back together again. But not like Humpty Dumpty, because he was uh, not put together by doctors. And more importantly, the clan's leader, daughter, the, the daughter of the clan's leader, visited me in hospital. My goodness, a sign of good faith. And I have to say, she's very attractive, isn't she? We can talk appearances, Sital, or we can talk character. Of course. Sorry, that was an unnecessary opinion from me. I mean, it's not an opinion, it's a fact. She's incredibly gorgeous. Her father is filled with bigotry and hate. But just because he feels these things does not mean she must. In fact, she is wise. I learned of a new lesson from her. Which is? White supremacist guilt. Is that a thing? You've heard of white guilt? This is white supremacist guilt. Yes, it really helped Germany. Hmm, 
I suppose. So you are allies with her now? She is my girlfriend. What? Seriously? Yes, so guilty does she feel that she believes if we have a child, that child could symbolize a new dawn for sick white westerners' relations. So I'm very happy. Stunning news. Given all the beatings and shootings and what have you that you have endured, are you sure you can, you know, deliver for posterity? You know how I know Vahiguru is great? The bullets, the bottles, the crow iron, they all missed my testicles. That's quite miraculous. I have to ask, what is your big, hairy, audacious goal? And that's not me making fun of the fact that you've kept your hair since you were a youngster. It's a phrase that uh, is used in business. Big, hairy, audacious goal with this business. Listeners should know you have had substitute officers die standing in for the lives of Muslims. Die. They've died. Although I note hide and sick hasn't had any lawsuits lodged against it as an employer of these, um, well, you'd have to call them martyrs. Yes, of course, because these brave young brothers and sisters wanted to be martyrs in the grand tradition of Sikhi. How could you be sure? They clearly filled it in on the job application form. And who supports their families? We have a very generous support plan and we have incredible contributions from benefactors in Pakistan, Jordan, Iran, America, all over the world. We really look after their future. We do not just pay superannuation. We pay mega annuation. That is better. We are working on ultra annuation. It's an incredible business. I get it. But I come back to my question. What's the end goal here? I truly hope, pray and believe that we will soon live in a world where these hate crimes are minimal and then stop altogether. And when I say soon, I mean probably in about 50 years or sooner because nuclear warfare will end all life on the planet. Right. Well, Meninder, it has been a pleasure having you on Flog. A bit of a departure next episode. Fecal replacement in the bowel is a thing. Apparently, having healthy bacteria from someone else's gut in your gut is all the rage. Now, somebody proposes an Airbnb concept where other people shit at different stages can lease out your bowel or vice versa. Is it just a shit idea? We'll find out on the next episode of Vlog.